Did it not work? What? No, it worked. Did it work? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. Um, so? Hey. How are things going? They're all right. And yourself? Oh, pretty good. Good. Um, so uh, my wife is uh, getting induced on Monday. So we got a few more days t until the baby comes. About two. Huh? Oh, that's exciting. So it's been a whole nine months since we've recorded the last podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Because that's when you conceived? <laughs> the It was October, and now it's April. So. Huh. Time flies. May. Oh yeah, I guess it is May, you're right. <laughs> uh so this podcast is probably gonna be called uh What I Hate About You. Um because okay. it's we've written the list of all the reasons that we hate each other. My wife went on record saying that this was a terrible idea. <laughs> well, we should preface it with the clear understanding that because we care about each other, we are willing to get into an awkward situation and risk hurt feelings in the short term with the hope that corrective action or greater understanding is achieved for long-term uh, prosperity. Yeah. Right? Because we care about each other. So we're able to have these types of conversations. Right. And if it brings other people entertainment to hate on each other, then it's worth it. Well, it's not hate so much as uh, addressing uh, areas of concern. So Jimbo gave me a list of all the things he's, he hates about me, uh, and I have created a similar list, and we've... Uh, exchange these lists to each other so we had time to think about it. I think we should have a few ground rules. So one one should be we can only talk about the stuff that we've put on our lists. So we can't we can't expand the the list to anything other than what we've what we've written down and submitted to each other. And then the other thing is we're not allowed to deflect. So if if it's your turn and you're telling me about uh, one of my character flaws, then I can't go and deflect it. Well, you do this, so you're just as bad. We have to only, we're only, we'd be talking about myself in that situation. Okay. All right. You want to go well, first? Well, we'll, we'll try our best. How about that? <laughs> okay. And no, I don't want to go first. <laughs> I was actually thinking, like, we split this into two. You attack me this time, and then we'll close off on some more lighter-hearted stuff. Oh, really? I was time... thinking we'd we'd go one at a time. My my wife said we should do like one compliment, one constructive criticism, and then another compliment, like the the corporate way to do it. <laughs> uh, well. I'm fearful that we'll get we'll do a compliment and then the <laughs> constructive criticism will take like an hour and a half and then uh, will not get resolved at all. Okay, well let's let's each do one here today 
and then it, this could be a series if if it if it comes more than that. Okay. Okay. Uh, you so you want me to go first? Yes, please. Oh, gosh. Okay. What one am I gonna choose? Um. Okay. I was ex I was hoping that you would go first, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, so I have here, uh, you you self sabotage. Ugh, that's the that's the one I really didn't <laughs> want to get to. Okay, so give me some examples. Okay, so for example, I I guess let me let me start start by saying. Uh, yeah, and also, what do you mean by that? So I guess what I mean is, you. You you have ideas. There's there's things you want to do, right? So for example, you've you've wanted to be a welder. You've wanted to get your pilot's license. You've wanted to now do this mushroom thing, and uh, you get to a point where you can be successful, right? You you finish your your welding school. You <laughs> you take your flying or whatever you work at the airport so you can become a, a pilot right and then and then you just quit i guess do you have any response okay. to that um well i will say that it was not by choice that i never became a welder or machinist okay i i applied to many places and it took like six months just to get my somebody to take me in for a practicum and then when I finished, uh, like right then is when the oil crashed. And so everyone else was filling every possible position that I could have taken up. Right. I applied to several places across several provinces and nobody even got back to me. Sure. Um, but have you tried, like when was the last time you've applied for a welding job? Well, not for a long time, but I'm, my, all my certificates would be expired long time now. Would they be? Uh, pretty dang sure, yeah. Well, I, I guess not I... Many, I don't know. Not many things last more than But I guess years. how hard is it to recertify your certificates? Uh, I don't know. It was yeah. pretty tricky, like, the first time, and I'm all right, totally but it should be easy. utterly out of practice It should now. be easier now that you've done it well, the first time, right? I mean... Like maybe, but I don't know. Right, and that's I guess my point is that you 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 haven't tried, right? Right. So you you but get to a point like, where I I think where you get to a point where you you know want to do something, right? And you and you put all this effort into it, but then you either feel like you don't deserve it, or you're not good enough, or uh you get sidetracked onto something else and then it stops being a priority. Yeah. But I would say it's, it's not like I'm deciding I'm not good enough. Like it's, I know it based on the fact that I couldn't get a job doing it. And it's been so long since I've done it. Like I know. Right. I'm rusty and, and you I believe never that I had, I never had the time under my belt to even, like not be green, you know what I'm saying? I agree, but I I think everyone is their own uh, harshest Worst critic. Enemy. Harshest critic. Harshest critic. Yeah, and so like you believe that you didn't have enough experience to get a 
get an internship or a, a practicum or anything like that. Well, I did. I got my practicum. Right, but to to get it. an entry level position somewhere, um, you don't you didn't believe that you you had enough skill to do that, and so gave up on it. Well, after like a year and a half of trying. Right, and I I do understand like circumstances changed where, um, you were the things out of your control. I mean, people weren't hiring welders when when you graduated. That's just bad luck. I I get that. I I'm just saying that um that when um you you lack the self confidence to. Because every everybody feels the same way, right? When I when I started my various jobs, I felt like I like I didn't know what I was doing. That I was in over my head, and I I can't believe these people would trust me to do this. But eventually, you gain confidence the more you do something. Imposter syndrome. Exactly. It's called fake it till you make it. Well, not really. That's that's a bit of a, a departure. Like, you 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 describe yourself having imposter syndrome. Like, I can't believe these people would trust me to do this. But that's you not appreciating maybe your own skills or what they what they figure you're capable of, and then you demonstrated that you were. That was that's not so much faking it. It's right. But you uh, achieving a level of confidence that you didn't have before. But I there was things that I didn't know how to do that um at first you just have to try it and and fail and then um you know give the appearance that you know what to do and then you embody that. Right? Okay. Like eventually like uh I can't think of a good example off the top or at the moment, but um there's there's a time where I'd be setting up GPSs or whatever in in um, farming equipment, and I didn't know like every every piece of farming equipment has a different um, field computer in it that uh, addresses the GPS in a different way, and there's no textbook in the world that can, can that can prepare you for that, and so what you got to do is you just got to go in there, start trying stuff. The farmer's there sitting next to you. You are the subject subject matter expert in that situation. And so you have to be the one that you have to look confident in what you're doing or else he's going to he's never going to trust you as a um, as that subject matter expert. Right. And so you got you got to try stuff. You get it to work. And then uh, sometimes it's just dumb luck and sometimes you you're able to figure it out. But you have to, you know, give the opportunity to yourself to, to do that. And I don't think you. That's the that's the last step. And I think in all the you know stuff you've tried, whether it was being a pilot, or welding, um, not. I mean, we're you're you're still doing the the mushroom stuff, and I think that's great. Um, but I guess that's what, and that's my um, whatever cautionary tale would be. If there comes a point where you know you get you're doing your mushroom stuff and you think, I don't think anybody's gonna buy my mushrooms or I'm not even gonna try and sit, sell them at a farmer's market, I don't want you to be discouraged by that because uh, no one's uh, 
no one's felt confident doing something until they've tried it. Mm. Okay. Um, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Is that it? Well... Is this what you were envisioning? No, okay. I was envisioning a much more uh, tears and heart. <laughs> like... I can't hear you if you're talking. Well, I'm, I'm not oh, saying okay. anything. I'm thinking of what to say. Okay. Like, I don't know. It's, I think, maybe... You're, you're right in ways, but also you're not... You don't have, like, the full understanding of the... Of, like, what it takes to be a good welder, sure. for example. Like, it's... It's not like... Uh, like, with, with your GPS example, right... You you arrive on site, talk to the farmer, open up the tractor, and like you either get the thing to work or you don't. Right. Right. There's a whole level of nuance that's only available after you've been doing it for a while. Like I like the you get your tickets, right? So you practice and practice and practice, and then you start like. You're checking your welds, looking for porosity, which you can only really find after the fact. So you're trying to think of how, like, what you were doing, how you were doing it, like your speed, your feeds, and your speeds, and all this other stuff to uh, get like a perfect weld. And then you, they start like cutting them up and like putting them in a press and bending them. And if it breaks where the weld is first, then you fail. Right. Right. So it's maybe a little bit more nuanced than like a, a yes, no GPS working sure. situation. For sure. And, uh, but I, I guess my point would be that, uh, you, you only get, uh, better with practice, I guess. Right. And most, right. most companies are willing to, um, you know, help a person learn. Cause they know you don't learn everything in school. And you don't learn everything in your practicum. And so there's going to be a little bit of learning to begin with. And um, there's, a, there's a saying in kind of HR and, and recruiting circles is when you hire someone, they don't make you money until after the first year, right? It takes, sometimes takes a whole year for them to learn and to become uh, productive before uh, – they're productive enough that the cost of your wage is less than the the amount of output that you make. So um, that's that's you know factored into the system, I guess too, right? If you if you screw up a few wells, that's fine as long as there's improvement. Right. Uh, and as to the pilot thing, that wasn't so much. Uh, well, I guess that was lack of interest, right? Like I couldn't, I took every, every excuse available to me to not do any of it. Right. Like I took ground school like three, four times just cause I don't know, I guess that's easy. Like that's me signing up for a thing and then feeling obligated to show up. But whenever it was something like I had to schedule myself, i.e. getting my medical or, scheduling flights with uh, the uh, pilot instructor I just literally never did it 
any any reason not to do it was good enough. Okay. Right. So then I just figured, well, maybe I just don't care about doing this. So why did you sign up for it in the first place? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I felt as though I was I should. But so you had you didn't have any interest in it before you started before you started your training. Uh. Because if if I if I understand correctly, the the reason why you wanted to be a pilot is so you could, because you you had an idea in your head where, you you were gonna do um, like uh, tourism where you you were gonna fly people to some remote thing. I can't remember the exact details, but you 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 had a a a vision in your head on of what you'd like to do, and part of that vision was was getting your pilot's li- like becoming a pilot to to fulfill that right right like i guess uh what i wanted was like the utility of being able to be a pilot mm. and then the way to do that is you you get a job as a pilot and then maybe in your the the dream was like on my off hours i could just fly wherever right on my own dime right and and then tied to that was the idea of having my own flying boat. Uh, I was, I don't know how, but I was enamored with the idea of uh, P, having my own PBY Catalina, which is what the, which is like a Vietnam era, like flying, flying boat. boat, and like examples of things I could do would be like take tourists out on it and fly to wherever and be like, yeah, this, this is a, you know, I've my, my own special spot somewhere. Cause you can just land on water and right. Uh, get up to the shore or wherever, or you can go fishing off the back of a plane or, or whatever, or I could set like do cargo runs to places that otherwise can't get stuff like in Africa or the Middle East or Philippines or wherever. And like, there's various ways you could have a business doing that. Like hypothetically, I don't know any, the first thing about running a business like that, but I had envisioned various schemes and maybe one of them might've worked. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and then like the outcome is I, I get to fly where I want, when I want basically at like maybe after, getting a, getting a job as a pilot working for a company so you can build hours and or, or mainly just to make money so that I could buy the plane in the first place right and then be like self-employed right so what what you really wanted to do was was you know be well the the job free and free to do travel freedom. wherever is yeah basically yeah. that's what you want it was free free to travel without and and Having the pilots, being a pilot was the path of least resistance. Like a means for that. to that end. Yeah. Sorry, what? The path of least resistance to that. Right. Yeah. Okay. And then I guess even to get more convoluted is I only came up with that after I started taking pilot training at uh, fucking Algonquin, right? Mm. And I think that's maybe why I was discouraged because I could never, what was the hardest thing about it was fucking 
doing everything at once, right? So it's a busy, a busy airport, Ottawa. And so there's always like a half dozen people flying at the same time. And you have to, like, I guess my ADD would be the excuse I give. It's hard to uh, focus. Like, like doing each one thing alone would be easy. But when you have to do them all at the same time, it makes it hard. Right. Right. So you're, you're flying the plane, right? And then you're keeping it straight and level, uh, remembering to call into tower and say what you're doing. Like if you're doing circuits or whatever, you have to declare at various stages, like your intention mm-hmm. and having to listen to the instructor, tell me like what I'm doing wrong or how to do whatever. And then also listening to everybody else on the radio and trying to figure out what they're doing and how it would interact with what I'm doing. Right. right. So all these things combined, I was never really able to nail them all simultaneously. I could do them separate or even a couple at a time, but just the the busyness of it, I couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm. Right. So maybe that was the problem is that I started training at such a busy airport and it was this whole stupid course where it, it's like you... The idea is you get hired right away and start working for airline because there's all these like extra shit that allegedly the airline companies will look for, right? And I found out afterwards that's just that's really not the case and it's just a scam to get you to go to this school. Right. And really I probably would have been better off if I had just I don't know, lived with my grandparents here yeah. and just Went. practiced yeah. at a basically empty airport and not have to worry and then work your way up to being able to handle everything at once at a busy airport once you're confident. Yeah, exactly. So maybe that was, I put a bad taste in my mouth, right? For sure. And um, out of the risk of breaking my own rules, like I think that's part of a bigger issue of you, you shoot for the moon and then when you miss, then then it's, then you get discouraged too, right? Well, I don't know about that. I didn't really know what I was getting into, and it's only right. in the hindsight fairly recently that I came to this sort of conclusion that maybe I bit off more than I could chew without knowing it Right. And uh, at that busy place. So would you ever consider being a pilot, like taking your pilot's course? Because a lot of people, like they have their normal everyday jobs, and then go take their pilot's course and whatever, go half in on a plane or something or timeshare on a plane and uh, just do it recreationally on just a tiny plane. Like, Uh, would you ever consider being a pilot, like, just as a hobby? Do you care about it that much? No. Mm. Like, I've... Knowing what I know now, that's not... Like you say, yeah, there's there's people who will, like, go half in on a plane and, like, fly every once in a while. But every once in a while turns into, like, not even once a year. And it's flying in a... It's it's just basically you're doing the same thing over and over again. If you're... Right. It's like, get in your car... And then drive somewhere, and then drive back, 
Yeah. Right? You're not going anywhere. No, for sure. You know what I mean? And and that it wouldn't be anything I'd be interested in. But, like, there are people who, who, um, whatever, like, buy a I whole bunch of cars like the, the f- and, uh, and, like, driving them, right? Like, buy convertibles. Yeah, it, and- like, I understand the appeal of, like, just flying, but that's not that's that doesn't justifiable you. to the cost and headache. Right. And, like, really, once you've flown for a while, it's... Like maybe me being cynical, it really is just, it's not really any different than, like, sure, it's different, but the novelty wears off quick sure. is what I'm saying. Right. This this being said after, I think, 40 hours of flying time, which is more than what you need to get your solo, and I was never able to do that. Mm. So you're, there's no, you don't have any interest of becoming a pilot anymore? Like... Probably not. Yeah. Like, I, like the proof is in the pudding. I couldn't be be bothered enough to book my medical assessment. Mm-hmm. Right. So, what about welding? Is there like if if this was say in a fantasy scenario where you were all trained up to be, you had all your certificates to be, to be a welder, you were confident in being a welder. Would you? go be a welder today and, like, apply for welding jobs? Well, I'd rather do machining. Yeah. But essentially what I would have to do is go back to college and, like, take the course again, I figure. Right, but... It, because I really don't remember anything of it. If you if you didn't have to do that, like, even, like, let's say we went back in time and, uh, or whatever, a... a some sort of miracle situation happening. I guess the long and short of, of what I'm trying to ask is, do you even want to be a welder today? Like, I guess it's the same thing. Like, I don't really want to be a welder only. Like, the only reason why I would want to know how to weld is so I could, like, weld things for myself to fit some other, like, application, mm-hmm. right? Like, every once in a while, I th- I'll think of, like, a project... Uh, and I'll be like, oh, well, if I had a welder, I could do that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I might just buy a welder because I figure I know enough how to weld to just make the things that periodically I I can't think of an example. Sure. Actually, I can think of an example. I saw a guy, he made a centrifuge to separate his oil and... uh, Like car oil? I was thinking, yeah, like car oil. So the idea is you, it gets fouled or yeah, car oil, but also it wasn't so much to be reused in cars. It was, he was just pulling the water out of it so he could use it in like his furnace or something. But it's, he, he, somebody machined like this drum and you put it on a motor and you weld this casing out of it so that when you, the thing's spinning, the heavier water is sort of trapped in the like a wheel hub you know a tire how it's got that sort of you can never get the last little bit of water out of Mm -hmm. it and then all the mosquitoes breed in there and give you west nile virus yeah it's like that so imagine if if that tire was spinning and then one side of it the bottom side was closed off so you're pouring in your fouled oil so the water being more dense is pushed outward to the 
to the peripheral to the periphery like the outside wall and then until the water fills that uh, volume the oil will overflow out the top because it's lighter than water right right and I was thinking I could do that yeah like I could machine the drum and I could weld the thing together but the problem is I don't have a lathe a welder or any metal stock with which to work right so would welding be similar to being a like a pilot where it's it's a, just another means to an end where you you have these projects that you wanted to do and yeah yeah so there's like you don't see your your like being a machinist in your future like i might like maybe if i come across some money i might buy like a lathe and a welder and like screw around with it on my own right but you you don't have any interest of of being a machinist as a career uh well i don't know i, I suppose like not not really like i don't have any passion right. in anything that's my problem and that's why that's where i think you you self sabotage like to me like there's your passions and then there's your job and and like i i didn't have any passion for fixing gps's and farming equipment but it was a it was a good job it was it was close to um where my wife lived i could we my me and my wife would be able to move in together. We were just dating at the time, um, and so I went and did that, right? And then I could do other stuff I was passionate about, whatever, on my own time, like uh, whatever. If it's playing video games or starting a podcast with my best friend, like I'm not gonna go and try and do podcasting as a career, right? Mm. Uh, well, I think you're kind of in the same boat as me. Like, I, I don't think you really are passionate about video games. No, I'm definitely and, not. <laughs> and we're we're only doing this really so we have an excuse to talk to each other. Correct. If, if I could be so bold. Well, there like, I had you know, there were things that I wanted to do too. Not to make this like, about what me. are you passionate about? Like. There were times in my past where I was like, I could, because um, I, I was really interested in like radio and and being a, a um, like a radio disc jockey, yeah, like or a radio fella, um, doing like doing editing or like no no like, like just on like reading the weather reading on the weather Bob on FM. the on the radio or whatever right, hmm. and uh, or I I did a lot of video editing uh, when I was a in high school, so maybe becoming an editor or, um, you know, doing film school or, or some of those, you know, crazy types of things, un unrealistic uh, and un uh, impractical things, right? But well, I don't know. If peop you can be a film editor. I, yeah, you can. Like you could partner but with you'll, somebody you'll on never, YouTube. You'll or you would make zero money, right? You, you would you would live in a shoebox until you were, or you're rich and famous, right? 
and both of those well, have pros and cons, right? You can't just live your life. I don't know about that. Well, like, not with uh, a, not you, with a film editor, I guess. But like, um, like it, it, sure, it's one of those you things can wallow where, in obscurity for a long time, or you might uh, get lucky. Like if you watch, uh, like, well, I, I don't know. I suppose it could all be an act, but it seems the guys who work for Oni Plays or Super Mega, like do the video editing, like they even it's a platform to take off your own channel and like do your own videos and whatnot. And they, it, maybe they're just putting on airs, but it seems as right. though they're fairly successful and, and happy. Like they go, they do like live shows and once in a while and it's like sold out seating. Right. And my point but is, but those are the lucky few. Those are the sure. lucky few. And it's a competitive cause everybody wants to do it. Right. It's, mm. I've always been more interested in solving problems that that no one else is interested in because it's I don't know, just a weird quirk in my brain. But um, hmm. so so yeah, I guess my point is like maybe maybe you're not super passionate about something, but uh, having a job and having a purpose um, and Doing that to the best of your ability would help you, I think. And then you can, you know, do your... If you want to be a pilot, you can go be a pilot. If you want to have buy a, a, a welding kit, you'll, you can have money to do that, right? Or even if you don't want to be a pilot, you'd have the means to travel the world like you, like you want to, right? Like you're passionate about. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that's all I have on this topic. Unless you got got anything else? Uh, no, I suppose not. Okay. Like, I mean, I guess I'm... Well, I don't know. I, I guess you don't know what you have until it's gone type situation, but it... Maybe I'm passionate about growing mushrooms. I don't know. It's, right. Sometimes it seems like a, it's a chore. Although, uh, as I said to my mom not too long ago, the hardest thing about growing mushrooms is not going and looking at the mycelium all the time because it's just interesting to see how much it's grown, essentially, like hour by hour, right. even. So, and that's why I think I this know, mushroom thing. Passion. I think that's why this mushroom thing is different, where. Um, I well, first off, you already got the means to 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 grow those mushrooms, right? And you can you can do that in a semi you know uh, scalable uh, way at the moment, where you can grow a whole bunch of mushrooms and, and then sell them. Maybe maybe it's only a couple boxes, right? But um, well, I haven't even gotten to that part yet. Right, but okay. I, my point is that getting there, you've um. It's something you've interested in, and like you've you've been doing this for, you know, two or three years at least that I that I can remember, um, and so. Well, it, only recently have I been more serious about it. I've, yeah. Like just to try it, I did it a long time ago, but yeah. Right. Go on. But then, uh, so yeah, like you've, um, you've gone further ahead than I think you've had with, with anything else. But I, what I don't want is 
you to get discouraged. Like, if you do it and you try it and you hate it, that's one thing. You can, like, it, there's no shame in quitting after that. But if you do it, um, and then you think, God, this is too much work, or you think, uh, I, I really don't like it today. I'm just going to quit altogether. Or you think, I'm never going to grow. Uh, my mushrooms are not nearly good enough, so I'm just going to quit. Then that, I think, is where self-sabotage comes in. Because if you don't even try, if you don't even make it to the final step, then uh, you haven't actually tried it, in my opinion. Okay. Cool. Do you want to do me next? Or do you want to leave her there? <sighs> no. <laughs> well, I, I don't want to, but maybe we, I should. Okay. Let me find your list here. Okay. <sighs> okay. So you have certain biases okay. that either you are blind to or you don't just don't want to address because then that would cede the point to me. Okay. <laughs> so, for example, uh, you're... I, I poured my heart out however many... like 18 months ago or whenever to you expressing the concern I had for my father in that he was wasting away because he's lo all his muscle is atrophying away because all he does is sit at the computer all day. Right. And it's a, a struggle for him now to even, like, try to exercise because he's so far gone that it's, it's like, a severe uphill, uphill battle for him, right? And I'm drawing parallels with him and you, who are both office workers, and I can... I see you are deteriorating right right not not as a, an attack to you no, no, not I, trying to put you down <laughs> but i i see it yeah and i think you do too and you your willingness to i guess deceive yourself so you brought up an example of uh i think you uh not to get too private here but I think you were like looking at your stretch marks mm -hmm. and then you asked your wife something along the lines of, do my stretch marks bother you? <laughs> and then it's like, you're the woman asking your husband, does this dress make me look fat? Yeah. And then she's like, oh, of course not, dear. I, I love you no matter what. Right. And then you're like, oh, that's exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> no. That's she was lying to you. Yes, and you were lying to yourself to believe it. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because it's 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 hard to acknowledge that you are making a mistake because there's a like the whole like lost cost fallacy. You've been doing this for so long. Why bother doing anything now? And then like when I and going back in time again, when I was explaining how you were like my dad you gave me like the most disheartening answer I could have imagined, which was how long until I need to start worrying about this. You needed to start worrying about this like 10 years ago when all we did was eat chicken nuggets and beer at university. Right. Well, not beer. It's, it's a well, it's established fact on this podcast that I hate beer, but yes, I know what you're saying. 
so yeah and 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 uh i think it was uh you were here or something and i was saying something like i if i do enough like ab exercises i shit easier Mm -hmm. and you're like I think you had you crossed your arms and you're like, oh, so it's just the answer to everything, is it? And I'm like, well, in, in a small part, yes, it is. <laughs> I don't remember so, saying that, but it, it could, that could be true. Um, like it wasn't maybe worded right. quite like that, but yeah. that was the point. Right. That, that's so. what it came across anyway. Okay. Um, I guess I would say you you are right. Um, I I don't take care of my body like I should, especially um, because I work from home, and so I never leave the house, and so yeah. it's hard. Um, and I, and the other thing is I hate exercise, too. Cause... See, but that's another self-defeating thing. It's every time you say that to yourself, you're reinforcing it, right? So just try try and, like, dive in neutral if if at all possible <laughs> I, I i have like i have in my defense i have tried uh various forms of that exercise like we we did p90x whatever 10 years ago and we di- and i when i was living uh by myself in regina uh i d- i did run i did run every day like a couple blocks or whatever um because that in those days i was um, not so far gone. Well, I was, to be honest, I I was probably more far gone then, like five years ago, than I am right now. Like I've I've actually lost a ton of weight. I I don't know when you the last time you saw me was, huh. but apparently that's what everyone's telling me, and none of my pants fit either now. So like, as in they're too big. They're too big. Yeah. Hmm. So well, that could be atrophying muscle too yeah it's probably that and it's probably like i don't eat um as much as i used to either like um my wife's a very good cook and she makes huge portions with the idea that for leftovers but um i growing up and i don't know it was probably just overcompensating from the time i was um whatever four years old till I was 19 years old, I always thought I need to eat more because I was so thin. Like, do you, do you remember me, right. how thin I was? Like, when yes, you... quite thin. Yeah. So, and maybe that's part of the problem too, is I never had to exercise because I had super high metabolism, right? Up until right. I was 23 years old. And then, um, I, so I could eat whatever I want. I never had to exercise. And like, growing up on the farm, like you're always actually like it's not doing exercise, stuff. but you're doing stuff, right? And you're you're walking. Well, I, like, there, uh, we've had a previous conversations where there's like a distinction between work and exercise, but I'd say doing stuff on the farm, like the the line is blurred quite a bit. Right. And so I never, I never had habits of, you know, going to a gym, or I always thought that was stupid. And I never had habits of running See, that's, or... That's a bias you have. Right. It's a bi- it's absolutely a bias I have. There's no doubt about that. Um, and so... Um, so, yeah. So, I guess what, what I'm trying to say, in my defense, I, I have been losing weight. 
Um, I do want to exercise more, but I, I need it. I need it. It needs to be something that I enjoy, or else it's it's never gonna happen, right? And I like I used we um, actually went to the park today with my with my daughter, and that was a lot of fun, and we went around and did stuff like that. So maybe once this new kid is born, we'll be able to. I'll go for long walks and and stuff like that and get more exercise that way. But if we ha- like doing something like golf maybe right where instead of getting but not getting a cart where you're where you're hauling the golf clubs would be something maybe i could enjoy i don't know um but it's always the the barrier to entry to me has always been embarrassment right because i've never i've never been a sporty person and uh, i've always been too skinny and there's always a feeling of judgment right where if you go to a gym or whatever like I don't know what I'm doing and so um, there's a a, f- um, a feeling of of inadequacy I guess when you do that and mm-hmm. um, and then I if I'm not doing it right or whatever I, I don't want to hurt myself and right. I don't want to if I'm not doing enough, though, then there, I don't, and I don't see any results, then I, f- then I feel like it's pointless. So, um, see, no, sorry, go that, on. And that's it. Okay, so that's you catastrophizing. What's that right? mean? That's that's like you're imagining the worst possible outcome. Right. Like you're going to the gym. And everybody points and laughs. Oh, look at this faggot. Oh, it doesn't know how to lift weights. What a retard. And then you like break your back because you're overexerting yourself or something. Right. right? Um, so I would say, A, you don't need to go to the gym. B, uh, and that's that's also point B. So you don't need to go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would, like me, I've got my activity board right mm-hmm. so and, and and you said it's got to be something you enjoy that's it's so I'll, I'll tell you a story okay so you know i've been i've i've recently for for fear of relapsing i have recently overcome like my shoulder pain right okay and just the other day i did seven chin-ups with 20 pounds tied to a belt. Uh-huh. And then I I got down and I I, I realized, oh, well, I, I don't have shoulder pain anymore. A and B, I just did more weight than I have ever done in my life. Right. Okay. So I was I was walking on sunshine yeah. for like an hour. And uh, then I I went back into my usual depressive state, <laughs> but like it took months of working on like doing various arm and shoulder workouts and working with the bands with like and working with light like three pounds I'm talking, and then do that for a while five pounds for a while and then I've I'm been recently doing ten pounds, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm thinking I'm gonna start having to like hold like the five pound weight in and also the 10 pound weight each in one hand so i can do 15 so it takes a while and but it it you you can get there right right and uh uh 
what am I saying? So you don't need to pay for a gym membership. You don't need to go anywhere. Just, and you don't even need any weights. Just look up various body weight exercise act things on YouTube and try one, two, three every day. Like, not working yourself out, but just trying to get, like, technique and form down. And if, if it's something you truly hate, just don't do it. And there's a million other exercises you could try. Right. Like, I would say, even even while you're working, in between calls, just take, like, two minutes and do, like, however many squats, however many tippy-toes. And if you're feeling really keen, try doing uh, from-the-knees push-ups. So, like, rather than from your toes, just put down something soft to kneel on and do a girl, couple girl of push-ups. push-ups. Girl push-ups, yeah. That's I was trying to avoid saying it, but yes, girl push-ups. I do girl push-ups because I don't want to blow my shoulders out again. Yeah. Right. Um. What like, what was nice when you and I were doing that P90X together was that I had I had a friend both to to keep me honest and like at the time, um more or less the same level as I was too, right? Mm. And so right. we could we could push each other and I, I didn't have to feel embarrassed about um being shitty because I I had a friend with me, right? Um, right. And and you kept me motivated too. Whereas doing it by myself has always felt well, I I, I don't keep enough I'm not as hard I'm not hard enough on myself to to motivate myself i guess right well it's uh uh i'm not i'm gonna butcher it but basically if you if you listen to enough motivational speeches on youtube you'll eventually come across one where it's like you can't rely on mood Mm -hmm. you just gotta do it yeah and that's dedication yeah because you'll never want to do it correct and and maybe if you do every once in a while that's not good enough you just you got to do it. Right. My own self-sabotage. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, Anything yeah, else you want to talk no, about? I don't know. It's less painful than I thought, <laughs> but I suppose we did cherry pick like the least <laughs> distressing of the list. Yeah, this was fun. We should, I enjoyed doing that. Okay. <laughs> you want to continue on a, a lighter note? Well, I, or I do we actually want to show you something. Okay. This is probably gonna make you angrier than uh, anything, anything that I could possibly say to you. Uh, how do I share okay. my screen? Uh, I forget. Oh, right here. Okay. Uh, does it uh, when Discord when you share a screen, does the um, sound come with it? Yeah. Okay. Well, er uh, Oh wait, wait. Maybe try it. Uh, uh no. Yeah, let's see how it happens. Can you see my screen? Uh it's yes, I can see your screen. Oh, can, Halo the series. Can you hear it? Uh well, it's not playing, so no. Oh no. Uh no, I can't hear it. Uh. Well, I'll just send you the. But list. I can just watch the trailer on my own end, yeah. right? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll just send you the link. We, we could watch it simultaneously, okay? Okay, here, just let me stop sharing my screen here. Okay. Okay. Uh, let me know when you're ready to start. Okay. Uh, three, two, one, play. Like, I have seen some stuff about this. Oh, you this, have? So just, oh. Yes. Like, I, I, I also consume media. <laughs> Right. I was I was hoping I would be the I would uh, blind what's it called react get blind your side me get your re first reaction. But, mm. Have you seen this trailer? No, because I don't watch trailers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cortana's not blue enough. <laughs> she's she's blue. She's not a she's not white. She's blue. Yeah. Is that a yeah. alien? Yeah, I I watched uh, the Critical Drinker break. No, not I watched ER break down the first episode. Uh, uh, I, can, I can I can feel you coming <laughs> in the air tonight. So yeah, um, like it was disclosed in an interview, like that the writers apparently never played the games oh. and they were bragging about that. Nice. And then everybody is like, well, that's a giant red flag. <laughs> and uh, apparently uh, not just edgy people on YouTube, but people I know like on the other Discord channel have said like, yeah, it sucks. Uh, so uh, like, there's, there's the occasional good scene, but it's it's not worth watching. Yeah. I, I haven't watched any of it either. I was, I was just curious what, because uh, like, do you know if it, does it follow the story of Halo One or anything like that? Uh, well, I I don't I uh, I doubt it very much yeah, because they, they said they'd ever played the games, <laughs> and I don't even know if they've read the books yeah. either. But I suppose I haven't heard whether or not they have. But there's see that's it speaks to the like. Halo was a groundbreaking, like, world phenomenon, mm -hmm. right? It's, and it sparked, like, a whole, like, s s couple series of books. Like, I was never, you know, nerdy enough to read the books, but I loved the games, and the story was cool and, and good, and, like, I know the books were very popular. I, I couldn't tell you anything about them other than it, I know it fleshes out, like, more stuff about the various alien races and whatnot. Right. And like reach. I, I know, I know, or at least I'm fairly certain that the, there was a, a game a couple games ago. It was called Halo reach, which was basically the story of the book, uh, which was like the pre prequel to the, all the other games, which basically was like the first time the aliens invaded a, like a human inhabited planet. Right. Reach. Right, so there's a whole like universe to draw from, and I don't know. It speaks to the arrogance of the writers, where they'd be like, "Yeah, we we just start over from scratch. Yeah. We just use the IP and change everything about it." And then also, like the big thing about Halo games is you never see uh, John One One Seven. I think his Master name Chief? is the the main character, the Master Chief. You never see his face. Yeah. 
and to just first episode, yeah, here he is. It's just a guy. <laughs> oh. It's pretty anticlimactic. Is, you see his face? Yeah. Oh, that's dumb. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I was just curious, because uh, I, I know you didn't let you, I, it, or I know, I knew you didn't, um, you don't watch trailers or whatever, but right. I wasn't sure if this had come across your radar yet, and I knew this would ir- instantly irritate you once you saw it, but. Like, I don't know, it's, it doesn't take away from the games, it's just more of a, like an, another why bother thing. Yeah. Like if you're not going to at least know the source material before you start making the show, you, you're you're setting yourself up for failure. Like, what would it take for you to watch a Halo TV show? Like, would it like if everyone was like, "Oh my God, this is the greatest uh, TV series ever"? It uh, takes what it did well, in the games and it even expands on it. Would you watch it then? Like, I don't really watch shows. Right. Like, ever. Like, if if you... If I was visiting you and you're like, hey, let's watch Halo, I'd watch mm-hmm. it with you. Right? But, yeah. Like, it, it wouldn't matter how good it was. I still probably wouldn't watch it. Like, like I, I'd say, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll get around to that one day, but I still haven't watched, like, Squid Game. Right. Something... And that like sounds... I watched the first episode with my dad, and everybody's ranting and raving. Oh, it's so good! Or I still haven't watched all of Breaking Bad. Right. Uh, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is the best! This is a groundbreaking show! <laughs> it's like the best show ever, even." And yeah. I like I've seen like a, few, a handful of episodes here and there. Right. I just don't I don't care enough to really watch TV anymore. It seems. Yeah. Um, Although, but that being said, I watch YouTube like it's my job. <laughs> I've, I, I guess that's not true. I've been I, every once in a while. I I've been trying to cut down on YouTube, so I, I watch like an episode. There was a period of time where I wasn't watching any YouTube, and I watched like an episode of Anthony Bourdain's uh, oh, yeah. Parts Unknown every an episode a day for a while, yeah. and then I ran out and I started watching YouTube. <laughs> Uh, that's a good show. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also like it's not like a series per se. It's it's not like you have to watch what he did in Detroit to be able right. to know what's going on in Tokyo. Yeah. Um, one show we've been watching is The Amazing Race because it they put all like thirty four seasons on uh, Disney Plus, and I was really into it as a kid, and so. Huh. Um, we, we I didn't think you had TV as a kid. Well, one channel we had. Oh, okay. And so uh, we watched. Uh, so we were watching the Amazing Race, and I was, I'm watching, it and I'm thinking, I think this is just like some sort of ploy to prove that American tourists are the most ignorant <laughs> out of all of them, because like they they set them up and these situations where like they're they go into like they're in Egypt or something or in Thailand and this woman's just like yelling at these at the locals being like where where is this specific landmark where's the Taj Mahal and they're like I don't understand English and they're like are you fucking stupid what 
what's the matter with you? And just yelling at these people. So, like, it's it's almost like they they were set, or not even set up, but, like, given the opportunity to be as assholic as they could. Um, not that Canadian well, one, tourists are any better, probably, but... One thing to keep in mind is that all reality TV is fake. Yeah. At least to the major, like more than 51% of it is going to be fake. For sure. For sure. But I like the but, nice thing about I the amazing can, race. I can totally see some irate woman doing that because I have literally seen it with my own eyes. The thing about the amazing race is that it's like, not to say that my reality shows any better than any other, any others, but it's it's or at least seems less fake than you know your your selling sunsets or your Kardashians in that uh, like your I don't, you've seen the Amazing Race right I probably an episode or two in my life yeah like the 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 point of Amazing Race they give is them you, tasks and they gotta run from here to there yeah there's there's eleven teams there'd be clues you they uh. Yeah, they you you open an envelope. They'll it'll say go go to the Taj Mahal, and then there's about four different tasks that you got to do, and then you get to the pit stop, and the last person to the pit stop gets cut from the race, and then they do it again the next day. And so, um, there, uh, like there's a lot of, like there's a lot of pressure. So there's people are 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 running. The camera crews running behind them. And so there's like, I mean, real, real in the fact that it's, it's been, the situation's been staged by the producers to create these problems, but the, re- the reactions seem real, even if like the, the situation and the people aren't right. Uh, well, maybe. Well, may, like maybe they add 15%, but I don't know. Maybe I'll find a clip for you and you can see for yourself. Well, I've I've seen Well, in real life you like, I I am envisioning it in my mind. But that's what I mean is that they've they've concocted situations to make American tourists look as bad as possible. And I th- I found that uh, ironic. I don't think you need to try very hard. Like, I'll tell you a story. Okay. okay? I forget if I've ever told you this, but I period I think I periodically think about it, and it really makes me like ill. Okay, yeah. like it it sickens me. So in Saudi, right? Um, there's a restaurant called the Palm Grove that w- that we would go to periodically. So it was my family, my friend's family and their friend's family. I forget what their last name is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's maybe about 10. So let's see. So about 10 people, right? So I've, I've never met this third family before, but the thing about in Saudi is there'll be prayer time, right? right? And it is like by law, every store must close during prayer time okay so we got there just like just in time for prayer call to start which is normally not a big deal 
like all the other like the all the non-muslims that just work they'll they'll go have their smoke break whatever and then it's like 10 15 minutes later everything starts up again and you go in right mm. so this bitch okay and this is the the mother of the friend's friend the mother of the friend's friend okay. yeah it it makes me cringe even now so uh everybody else like i think maybe they were like fresh off the boat basically right or or maybe not i don't know uh, so me, my family and my friend's family were like oh, all right let's you win some you lose some sometimes you get there before prayer call sometimes you don't and we'll just have to wait here for a few minutes so we just we i think we even started casually chatting about whatever just outside the restaurant okay this bitch, okay, she starts hollering and pounding on the door, demanding to be let in, okay? <laughs> and I'm like, like, I don't know what to do, right? Everybody is just sort of like shocked, staring at her, literally like all of us plus everybody up and down the street is staring at this hysterical fucking American woman causing a scene, right? Uh And it's not like this is the safest place in the world, (laughs) right? If you're, especially if you're white Americans. Woman. You don't want, a woman. In Saudi Arabia. Try not to stand out, right? And... Like, like, my par- I'm paranoid guy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I know that probably we would have been fine and that we weren't going to, like, nothing bad was going to happen. But still, when you're in a place where you're supposed to be subdued, and especially during prayer call, when it, it's supposed to be like a solemn thing, like you, like you don't play music during prayer call like if if you were driving in your car and thumping your speakers literally you would get a ticket right Mm -hmm. and a fine yeah so it you gotta you're supposed to respect the dominant culture of where you are right that's point one point two is i was afraid that something like might happen i don't even know what and point three is it's the entitlement, yeah. right? That the, like the Indians and the Pakistanis or whatever who may or may not be Muslim, who work at the restaurant, they want to have a break every once in a while too, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like if, if fucking, if you're working outside the, in a hotel taking your smoke break, and I like drag you by the arm and throw you across the counter and be like, check me in now. Right? Yeah. It's crazy. Insane. Okay? <laughs> and like, I want to say, like, I was stewing on this like all night. Oh. Right? Because like, we got in eventually. Yeah. 
And like, I think it was just one of the, the dudes who worked at the restaurant was like, just shut the fuck up, get in here. Don't stop causing a scene. Right. And like, we were driving in the way back and I think it was, yeah, it was, we had a suburban yeah, or two suburbans. So we, we had one family, I think the rows were by themselves and we were with this other family for some reason. I guess that speaks more to like they we had the suburban and they had their car, so it's we just had this space, uh, and I'm like, I say to the man, and this is me being like I don't know twenty, mm-hmm. like, you gotta keep your woman in line, <laughs> and he's like, sometimes she lets me wear the pants, and I'm like, that's not good enough, <laughs> so, and then it was just sort of quiet for a while and. Nobody said anything. <laughs> this is on the way home. Yeah, this oh is on the way God. home. I w- I I think about this peer often and it makes me enraged that this fucking woman is so disrespectful to all of us but also the world in general. Yeah. So there you go. There's my there's my rant so, for the day. Um what did your parents think? Uh, I don't. I think they refrained to comment. Uh, but I saw everybody's faces were like shocked <laughs> that she would do this. Uh, so when you when they let you finally let you in the restaurant, like did they let any? Like was it just you guys in the restaurant then? Yeah, it was. It was just us. I think it was like maybe a a dead night. Okay. Right. So, but even after prayer call ended, like we were the only right. ones there. Oh my god! Like it, it's, it's like you don't shit where you eat, yeah. right? Like, I, for all we knew, they could have like spat in all our food. Oh yeah, because we were such assholes, right? right? Yeah. Um, did you ever see them again? No, that was the one and only time I ever interacted with them. Nice. <sighs> and they lived in Saudi, or were they just visiting? Uh, you you don't visit. Right. Like they worked for Aramco. So how how did they not? Or they just didn't like, care? As I said, they might have been fresh off the boat, or maybe she just was that obnoxious. Yeah. I I never knew them before. Like I never met the kid before. I don't think he ever went to. Like I I guess he was outside of my grades or whatever maybe they just knew them from church and they had only just arrived or whatever hmm. I think that's what it was they knew them from church somehow hmm. wild mm-hmm. well we, we shouldn't uh, talk smack too much about American tourists because like 55% of our listeners are American so <laughs> fuck <laughs> fuck <him. laughs> Uh, okay. Well, it's not so much American. It, it's just this right. this one particular woman yeah. was insufferable. Yeah. Like being American didn't help any, <laughs> but. Oh gosh. Oh, uh, do you want to talk about the Eternals quick? <laughs> sure. I I assume the reason why you brought it up is because of the gay scene. No. Um, I, uh, 
the uh, so the thing about the Eternals. So I watched it, and it was like, whatever, a, a milk toast of a Marvel movie. I thought. Right. And I f- I watched it with my dad too. I I thought um, the uh, like the problem with all these Marvel uh whatever movies now is gonna be like, why don't they just call in the Avengers? And it was especially apparent in this one where. Uh, spoiler alert! There's a giant, a giant monster living in the core of the Earth for the last ten thousand years, and now is appearing, birth, birthing out of the core of the Earth, and like nobody is there. I find that hard to believe, and it took me out of the movie. I thought. Well, I guess. Uh... The idea is what the Eternals are like more powerful than any of the Avengers, except for like I don't know Thor, I guess. Right. But it's it was their story, so you got to suspend disbelief a little bit in that regard. Yeah, and I mean, I, I guess, but like, it's the more of these Marvel movies, the more the more Marvel movies there are, the harder it is to do that, or the harder it is I find to do that anyway. Right. Have you watched like, the new Spider-Man? Yeah, each one... Oh, Have you watched the new Spider-Man? No. That one isn't quite as bad, but, like, all of all of these ones since, like, the, whatever, most recent Avengers, I, I've i I've had that feeling of... Uh, yeah, it, there's just sort of milk in it now. Yeah, like, it's just... I mean... Like, I get it after the, like, the first Avengers, there's, like, you know, only six of them, and there's... It's not, like, an organization, it's just six people and they can't be everywhere at once but now there's like 50 of them and you're telling me if there wasn't a bunch of earthquakes happening in the middle of the uh indian ocean that they wouldn't be there in about four seconds whatever like the falcon or whatever the other million different avengers are well you see that's what i'm saying is uh the falcon i thought he was the hawk whatever oh like, Iron Man can't do anything in that situation, right? He doesn't have cosmic powers. Yeah, but you could go, you could check, you can survey the situation, can't you? Yeah, but then that's just, well, then people would be like, oh, well, what's, a, why is Iron Man even in this movie? All he's doing is surveying the situation. <laughs> I guess. Uh, see, that's that's the whole point. Like, the, the whole thing starts to fall apart at this point, I think. Well, it's it's a question of scale, Right, mm. like this. This is. It's not like the end of the world, but the world is literally being exploded. Right. Right. So, like, Iron Man and the Hulk and Captain America, they can go and beat up Thanos, but they can't beat up a beat up <laughs> the thing that's in the center of the Earth and gonna <laughs> explode the planet. Right. <laughs> right. I guess. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's I guess the it's only reason power I... power scaling I think is the phrase. Right. I guess that's the only reason I brought it up was that um the the only point I wanted to make is and I'm sure there's been a million people already say this but um it's it's become a it's come to the point where it, every movie needs to be a Avenger movie. No, none of these, no more of these stand, standalone garbage. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, although what one thing I did like about this movie is that you could tell they were actually in on location in some of those places instead of just like a green screen. Um, could you? Oh yeah. Or I felt I could. Did, could you not tell that? Uh, well, I, I know green screen is pretty dang convincing these days. But well, so, so I, I declined to comment. I certainly some of it's green scene and certainly some of it's right. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to tell. But I know one example was uh, I, we watched uh, Death on the Nile. Have you heard of that? Uh, I've heard of it. But you I don't know, know anything about you know. Murder on the Orient Express. Did you have to read that one? Uh, no, I've never had to read that. It's uh, Agatha Christie. She's got uh, it's a murder mystery, basically. Um, and in it, they, it takes place on the Nile, but you could tell, like, they they obviously shot it during COVID. And so they're, they're at the pyramids, and it's like, you can... You can tell it's all green screen because none of the shadows line up and the lighting's all screwy and like the the pyramids are like in the foreground but all blurry and it's it's atrocious atrocious how how bad the green screen was the effects are yeah. hmm but, interesting yeah uh, did I tell you I've been to the pyramids yes you did tell me that uh, okay. That was the that 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 fr- our family friends who uh, whose friends came with us to the Palm Grove. We all yeah. the two families went together on a Nile cruise. Oh, well, that's this is uh, in the movie. That's what it was too. And then someone got murdered. Mm. Yeah, nobody died on our trip, as far as I know. Mm. Lame. Yeah. Um, what else have I got on my reading notes here that I wanted to talk about? Oh, do you want to uh, uh, go through some baby names? Sure. Well, no, but <laughs> sure. I have I had this on the meeting notes list for a while, the potential baby names, and uh, I uh, realize now this is going to be the, our last chance to actually talk about it because next podcast... Um, the baby's probably going to be graduating high school or something by the time we <laughs> record again. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, but they'll be—they'll have been nameless all that time, right? Um. So seventeen, you still call him the baby. <laughs> uh, or well, yeah, you could name him after the right the baby, the baby, as in the rapper called the baby. Is there a rapper? Yeah, yeah. Da, da baby, D A B A B Y. Yeah, yeah. One word, or is there a hyphen? I think it's two words. Oh. It's like the weekend, but da baby. Mm. Uh, my wife suggested Harper if it was a girl, and I said, <laughs> like Stephen. Stephen Harper. <laughs> she didn't. Th- she didn't. She, she didn't find that amusing. Well, it's like. You say Harper, that's the first thing I think of. <laughs> so, I guess that's for our American awful. listeners, Stephen Harper was Prime Minister for like eight years, time. eight years, I guess. And he was probably the most milk toast man that you would, you would ever imagine. Yeah. 
Like yeah, he, he really needed to take a page out of Trump's book. He just so you'd remember anything about he, him. He, uh, I remember, like he he ran for election in like 2004, and everybody thought he, like he had a hidden agenda and he was too cold. And so the next election in like 2006, he all his campaign ads he had a sweater vest on, and so, and then he won. So everybody, uh, whatever. Contributed the win to the, to the sweater vest, Stephen Harper. Mm. Speaking of which, you made a a joke about Brian Mulrooney like way back in the first episode or second episode. I'm surprised you know, uh, former Canadian I, I, prime ministers. I had I took Canadian history in boarding school. Did you? Yeah, mm. I, I can't say I know a lot about <laughs> it, but I took it. I'm just surprised that you remember Brian Mulrooney out of, like you can barely you barely remember my name for the first three years we knew to, we knew each other. Yeah, it's because I already had Brian Mulrooney's name. <laughs> in my head. I only have room for so many names, man. Uh, uh, what what's another good name? Uh, Donald. Uh, no, for girls. We we already have the boy name. What Harper is a girl's name? You're yeah, telling me? Yeah, that's apparently. <laughs> that, okay. that was gonna be a girl's name. How about Terryaki? <laughs> like Terry. Terry's her first name. Aki is her middle name. Terryaki. Well, it's T E R I Y A K I. So yeah, T E R I. Then you can you can lie and say it's. Uh, uh, Named after uh, somebody you yeah. know. And, Aki uh, Aki was my great uncle's name. And he he meant oh, so much to go. me. It's two uh, <laughs> two names in one. Terry Yaki can be the middle name. Uh, Afghanistan is that a girl's good <laughs> girl's name? Taliban, <laughs> Tally, Tally for short. Uh, um. uh, Palestinian Liberation Army. Okay, <laughs> well, I guess we milked that joke. Well, t- give me some actual names. Um. Well, what was it? The our friend Ashley. She had some legitimate names. I thought. What was it? Again. I don't know. It sounds stupid. Yeah. Demisexual McNaughton. Demi, Demi human, Demi Lovato, (laughs) Demi for Demi's first name, Lovato the second middle name. Uh. I always thought uh, Saline, but then people would call it Celine, Mm -hmm. would be an okay name, or or Hayline. Both, uh, I think one's one's Greek and the other's Latin for salty. Mm. Krypton. Krypton. Uh, Thanos. <laughs> COVID. Well, we we were considering it for our first kid. Moderna. <laughs> uh, USB C. 
I was well. We all, we were also considering uh, April because that was uh, going to be the month it was born in. Like April O'Neil, yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Um. So is it going to be a girl or we what? don't know? But we already have the boy's name, so. Oh yeah, and it's a surprise, yeah. right? Well, so like when you when you find your legitimate name you want to use, you don't want to tell anyone because first. Um, if they're like, oh, they that's stupid, then then you'll, then hate, you'll it. hate it, right? And then you know... Yeah, but then you run into the boat where you actually do pick a stupid name, <laughs> and then the kid's stuck with it forever. Like, my... Uh, what's What would your cousin's child be called? Niece? Yeah. No, uh, well... Even, yeah. That's, Second, that's your brother's child. First cousin once removed, technically. First, My first cousin once removed, they got a name... Is like a, a Norse god female, so it's like Hera. Hera, no, no, like it's, Thor's it's mother. Let me Google it real quick. Norse god female. Hela. Freya. Freya. Yeah. Freya. Uh, yeah. I want to let's let's say it's Freya, but they spelled it wrong. Nothing wrong with the name Freya, mm-hmm. right? Well. It was, let's just say there's nothing wrong with the name Freya, but they spelled it unconventionally. Okay, right? I, let me so guess. Let me knew, guess what the the spelling is. Well, I don't, I don't even know what oh, it okay. is. You could get like okay, guess, and that's what it is. I, I was gonna say uh, F R E Y A. Well, that's the correct spelling, but they spelled it H. wrong, is what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> there's no H. Yeah. Your first guess was the correct oh, guess because that's that's it, that's uh, intrinsically how somebody would spell yeah. it, and it just so happens to be right. Oh, nice. Okay, so that's what the problem is when you spell a name stupid, is that people a don't know how to pronounce it right, b never know how to spell mm-hmm. it right, and so I was like, well, that's you should just go with the conventional spelling because that simplifies their life, and then my and is like, oh, well, no, because she only has to do that like once uh, when she meets somebody. And I'm like, yeah, and then every other person she meets for the rest of her life. And she didn't like that. <laughs> so that's the problem you run into with not running by a kid's name with anybody is that you and your wife can work yourself all up into, oh, yeah, this, this is the best idea ever. We'll call him A3XYZ. <laughs> and then nobody can give you honest criticism right. and be like, no, that's fucking stupid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And in most most people, Let's I would agree Let's call him John, <laughs> but it's J-U-N-N-H. <laughs> Jim. Because we just got to be special, right? Yeah. We got to make our kid a victim of bullying <laughs> their whole life until they figure out they can change their name. So that we can feel special about ourselves. Correct. Selfish. Mm -hmm. Dumb and gay. Oh, gosh, eh? We should, like, there should be, like, in Iceland, there's, like, a board of, like, four or five people or something that you got to tell them what you're going to name your kid, and they decide whether or not (laughs) you're allowed to. That's what, we need that in Canada, right? Um, and they would say, uh, uh, 
What? No, 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 uh... No special characters, <laughs> no numbers. No punctuation. Mm. No, uh, no hashtag. Black Lives Matter. Can't, that can't be your kid's name. Sorry, it doesn't matter how much you care about black lives. Daddy, why is there a, a dollar sign in my name? How would you pronounce dollar sign? Just you just say dollar sign. Because yeah. your name is Cash Money, <laughs> but it's spelled dollar sign, dollar sign, dollar sign. <laughs> <sighs> Stupid. All right. So, next week. Yep. Well, we'll see how it goes next week. This no. This kid is uh... from the operating room. <laughs> If it if need be. Okay. All right. I'm in. This is this okay. is good therapy that we need to do on each other, I guess, eh? Good. Okay. Um Okay, send me your audio like right okay, now. I'll export it right now. Okay. Bye. Bye. Nighty night.